0: Ready for an episode about NAFTA?
1: Not Not us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know anything about anything. I'll say it again. And as I said before, we started recording. I have a public school education, so I definitely straight up don't. I also have a public school
0: education, but it occurred in Connecticut, so I don't know if that's different.
1: Arizona is like forty eighth in. Everything. I don't know. It's bad. Yowza.
0: Um, well yeah. who are we? What are we doing today?
1: We're the spooky succubus cast, I think. I'm Rebecca. Who are you?
0: I'm Abby. Um, we're an anti racist, anti capitalist, intersectional intersectional feminist podcast about horror movies. Or horror movies, if you're us. <laughs>
1: horror. Horror horror movies. <laughs> Uh, oh
0: I don't know so the word I would describe today's movie with is
1: visceral visceral I was just gonna say I almost interrupted you and said it instead but yeah I agree it's at least we're on the same page I wouldn't have been mad if you interrupted me
0: it would have been a joyful moment you know (laughs) visceral
1: uh it's like yeah we're talking Guillermo del Toro's full-length feature film debut, Kronos, from 1993. At the time it was
0: made, the Mexican film with the highest budget, like, ever in the history of Mexican filmmaking.
1: Yeah, there was, like, a whole budgetary thing, because they were like, you can't make a horror movie on our dime, and he was like, too bad. I'm going to
0: do it anyway, and Ron Perlman's going to do it with me for, like, an immense salary cut. And they he did it, and now they're, like, best friends.
1: It's I really I tried to see if Guillermo del Toro was problematic. I didn't spend a ton of time on it, but it seems like he's a pretty great human being. And I think him and Ron Perlman are so cute together. The
0: worst thing I found out about Ron Perlman is that he endorsed Kamala Harris in 2020.
1: Didn't all like (laughs) Democrat celebrities endorse that? He also
0: threatened to run for president in 2020 and thankfully did not.
1: I think it was, Hopefully, he was just joking. But Guillermo del Toro is like for um, equal representation of like men and women in film, and for like immigration, and really stands with his people. So I think he, so far, so good, man. You know, he's doing great. So. And he's kind
0: of kind of a daddy. Just gonna say it.
1: Yeah, I I love gray and a beard. You know. Me too, and uh, a, a round boy. You know. A round boy, love a round boy. Love a thick with two C's, um, but yeah. So Caesar went to pick up uh, pupusas at like a at a like a restaurant around here, so it was like authentic like Salvadorian food. And he said that the the cashier who checked him out, his name was Rebecca, and she was really mean. And she also had a fat ass and thick thighs. He's like, "Is that just what you all look like?" I was like, "Maybe. I don't know."
0: Mean Salvadorian girls will run the world, I'm sure. We'll
1: run the world one day, yeah, for
0: sure. (laughs) After, like, we topple systemic uh, white supremacist patriarchy. So you guys have to help us so the fat ass ladies can rule the world. Uh, So I don't think we've mentioned that we're talking about Kronos, but we are talking about Kronos. (laughs) I
1: said it. I'd said it up top.
0: Oh, shit, sorry. I have a very mushy brain um, because I got my booster and I, like, I had a meeting today with my new supervisor where I, like, kind of couldn't speak and I was like, she's probably regretting hiring me right now because I, I, like, couldn't talk. Somebody's got a case of the Mondays.
1: Is it Monday? It is Monday. Yeah, sounds like you have a case of the Mondays, too. I have a case of the Saturdays. Today's my Saturday, so...
0: Must be nice. Well, I think we shall tarry no further. We're going to have to talk about it eventually.
1: Okay. It's not that
0: I didn't like this movie. It's that I am, number one, stupid. So I'm like, I'm sure I don't totally understand what's going on. Number two, ew.
1: It was, uh, I don't mind gross things. You know, I love gross things, but I don't love, like, it was just, there was a lot of things being pierced. There was a lot of like moaning. It was like lots of skin and. Man feet. Man feet. Just gross. I don't, I don't want I'm see sorry. It. Um, I just
0: think men have the worst feet. I'm just going to say it. I think we all know it. I in mean, general,
1: I don't like feet. I just, it, they freak me out. I, don't like I know. Them. I
0: think I've only seen your toes like twice.
1: You always yeah, have don't. socks and I'm shoes I'm currently on. wearing socks. And my slip-on sandals. I don't like my own. I don't like anyone else's. Caesars are fine. Everyone else, no. Oh my God,
0: you have a a fetish. Take it down a notch over there.
1: (laughs) I know, they're fine. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, okay, so it's 1996, actually, if we're talking about this movie. Okay,
0: still, someone, I mean, is it just for funsies? So the movie is made in 1993 and set... At, Like Christmas time 1996 into early 1997, so it's set in the future.
1: Does it have something to do with NAFTA and like
0: economic maybe. relations? I also was like, maybe it has like a Fibonacci sequence thing. Like, I don't know, maybe there's a reason, right? This
1: like six sequence, yeah, it has to be like exactly 400 years. I'm not sure, but let's get Yeah, into it. so it's
0: 1536 1937. And then
1: 1996, 1996. slash 7. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so we open on a workbench with, like, lots of gears and papers everywhere. Uh, voiceover tells us it's 1536. The alchemist Umberto Fucanelli. Real guy. The, real dude. Real alchemist. Uh, fled the Inquisition from Veracruz, Mexico. He was the official watchmaker um, to the Viceroy, which I don't know. Oh, my really, God. I'm not hintr- I'm so dumb.
0: I was like, why? I So I started this movie several days ago, as I want to do. I, every time, like I'm saying, every time we right. have to watch a movie, it takes me so long. I like can't force myself to do it. But I recall that he was a watchmaker. In fact, I wrote it down. But then when I was finishing the movie today, I was like, damn, they are really getting a lot of shots of these gears. Why so many shots so many of many gears. gears? Now I know. <laughs>
1: Uh, there are watches all over the place. Don't worry. It's oh, my God.
0: Mirror. The little guy in the watch costume. I mean, we'll oh, get to it. We'll get to it. So, so cute. cute.
1: Um, so he wanted to perfect an invention that would give him the key to eternal life. And he would name it Kronos. Um, we see Fucinelli opening a steaming mold and breaking pieces away. Uh, voiceover again. I was, at first I was like, is that a rock? Like, I'm so confused. As in a um, wax
0: mold, not a steaming, like, a, like,
1: piece of mold, yeah. mold, Do you, yeah, do like you have a single
0: mold. nail painted?
1: Uh, I have them all painted, but because I'm fidgety and I have ADHD, I've chipped them all away. LOL. Uh, LOL. <laughs> I anyone relate. Uh, 400 years later, uh... In 1937, the vault of a building collapsed. In the wreckage there was a man whose skin looked like marble and moonlight. I just really like that line. Skin looked like marble and moonlight.
0: Well, Great. do you know what it was in Spanish? That would, it probably was pretty.
1: Well, the, this, there's oh, no like weirdly, dub this over. this is
0: not dubbed. Yeah.
1: No, yeah. And so then he Ron wrote Roman it half like, English, chef half- I can't speak Spanish. <laughs> he tries at some points. Um, his chest was mortally pierced, and his last words were sua tempore. I don't know if I was supposed to. I was going to. I meant to look that up in Latin. It's so- but I, of yeah.
0: something of time. Temp- tempo. End of time.
1: Temp-
0: sul tempore. Hold on. I got you. I got you.
1: Uh, the authorities found. Something at his residence that was never fully revealed to the public. After a brief investigation, the apartment and its contents were sold at auction. We pan through the apartment over buckets of blood to a person tied up and hanging from their ankles.
0: Not great. Not
1: good. Not um,
0: good. Okay, hold on. I don't know why I said okay because it's still, it's still. You're rough. still looking. Okay, just move we're, on. Move
1: I'm on. on. I'm on tender hooks so over here. Are You ready? So. Uh, the Kronos device was never listed On en- any inventory And as far as anyone knew it never existed We then zoom into an Archangel, Archangel figurine and see that It's inside uh, Street scenes of Mexico City uh, Like I don't know why I wrote that that way we go through Street scenes of Mexico City it's like Dilapidated it seems like there's Been a celebration um, We go to a home with a small family A young girl Aurora Um an older man and woman, Mercedes and Jesus, and they're eating breakfast. Aurora and Jesus drive to open um an antique shop. I think it's an antique shop. I don't he doesn't seem to be like super interested in people coming to buy stuff though. He's always like, Hello? It's
0: like why are you here? I don't know what this Latin means. It's something to do with time. Get over it.
1: I believe. I believe you. Uh, something to do with time. It's a metaphor. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Uh, the While the two play hopscotch, a young, skeezy-looking man walks in. Jesus follows him as he looks around and comes to a rap statue. that, And um, then the man quickly leaves. Later, while the... Uh, father the grandfather and granddaughter do a puzzle roaches begin crawling out of the statue's eyes jesus inspects it and removes it from its base revealing a pouch what i did like about this scene is that he does it with a handkerchief which is like don't touch antiques with your fucking oily yeah, ass fingers
0: i knew you would be like thank you jesus he handled it well yeah
1: for your service um But then later he gets blood all over it. So that's like a whole other thing.
0: That wasn't really his fault. I mean, the thing latched onto him.
1: Um, He carefully opens it and there is an ornate golden oval device inside. Uh, Outside the shop, the skeezy man is still there with another man who talks on the phone. Ron Perlman, who's playing Angel. Answers the phone at De La Guardia Enterprises and brings the information on the statue through a warehouse up to a sealed-off room. Um, he's wearing gloves and a mask and, he, mask, and he wheels in food to an older man, Claudio. He is surrounded by plastic and wears gloves himself. Angel gives him Claudio? a draft of his... Claudio? Yeah, that's his name. Isn't what? It? Why does... Why does <laughs> The Wikipedia say
0: his name is Dieter, Dieter De La Guardia.
1: Oh, maybe. Oh, I was looking at because I don't know if they ever say it actually. I was looking I at the IMDb page and I got it confused with that with his actual name.
0: name, Claudio Brooke as Dieter De La Guardia. Scary name. In the
1: IMDb, it just says De La Guardia.
0: The Dieter comes from the Wikipedia page, so I don't know.
1: I don't we know can what just it's call him De La Guardia, I guess. Um, so I also have this at like 70% and I can't see it. Okay. Um.
0: Okay. Okay. Pause. Okay. Pause to
1: read. Angel has a new draft of his will to sign and tells him another buyer has called claiming they found an Archangel figurine. Uh, De Laguardia Guardia t- shows him an old drawing of a, of an archangel and sends Angel to look at the statue. In the shop, he heads straight for the archangel and buys it. While Jesus wraps the statue, Angel pulls out nose cards to get a nose job. It was like a really weird joke.
0: It's so strange. Yeah, like the whole jo- like running joke is that he's getting plastic surgery. But I don't think that any of those noses were like a huge improvement.
1: No. You got a knows Ron. It's okay. I would love
0: to find those. Like, they seem like cool vintage ephemera.
1: Yeah. Um, Uh, His
0: face is just so strange. Um, When I was Googling Ron Perlman, one of the most commonly searched is, is Ron Perlman a Neanderthal? And he's like, yeah, sure, fine.
1: I mean, he's he's just like a very interesting face it's just like I feel like he looks like
0: more normal now that he is older um but he just looks so weird in this movie I mean it also might be the permed mullet like there's just so much going on
1: but his hair is really curly I don't know I'm yeah I'm confused about the whole thing he falls into like a Steve Buscemi category where it's like they're not they're like men in Hollywood who aren't attractive but are interesting looking whereas you don't get that with women
0: yeah if you're an interesting looking woman you're you're an ego you're a butterface. okay sorry
1: (laughs) the closest we get is like Shelley Duvall who is still attractive she just had really big eyes that's like the closest benchmark we can get. But, Did you um, hear the
0: story about Ron Perlman that he peed on his hand before he shook hands with Harvey Weinstein?
1: <gasps> Love it. He Wow, what a gem. He's he has. Winning he me over. And his wife, by Opal. Second.
0: His ex wife, Opal Stone, had um, very cute kids. Like they look like their dad, but in a cute way,
1: you know. In like a better way. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like a way that's better than his face. Exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, it's okay. Ron Perlman doesn't need our facial approval for sure. Um, uh, while, nope, we did that. He So Jesus has kept the object out of the statue and he's cleaning it. Telling Aurora that this discovery happens once in a lifetime, he twists the knob on the top and it, or it's like knob gear thing, and it spins and legs jut, jut out and attach to his hand. He pulls it off; but it has punctured his palm. Jesus and Aurora go home and interrupt Mercedes' dance class. She cleans his wound and finds something in his palm that she thinks looks like a metal stinger, like from a bee. That night, Jesus is very thirsty and shivering and hot and he's got a fever. Uh, his hand is bothering him and it's really itchy. He, like, shoves a pair of scissors into his bandage like, and just, Sir, like, starts...
0: That is not how you scratch your hand.
1: Yeah. Um he takes the object out of the box and has it attached to his hand again he says a prayer and it clamps down a different spike comes out and pierces his palm again we see the gears inside and a weird grayish bloody thing moving around uh the object unclamps and jesus seems okay again aurora hears the commotion and comes to check on him and he tells her he's fine wrong is not fine. Um She's
0: like you're clearly not fine, sir.
1: Yeah. Grand- uh, grandfather. <laughs> right, abuelito The next morning, Jesus has gotten rid of his mustache, uh and Mercedes says I she likes that his he mustache. looks younger. I thought I he looked I thought he looked really cute with his mustache. Um yeah, like a distinguished gentleman. Um so she says he looks younger And he says he feels that way too uh, He goes to open the shop But someone has broken in and smashed up the place Aww. Amongst the ruins It was sad, so sad. Uh, Amongst the ruin, he finds a business card For De La, Guardia, De La Guardia Enterprises and on the back it says We are open all night I don't this, this line comes up again And again I don't understand it Because I'm stupid uh, Yeah, Is no, it because they're vampires? Either. I'm confused.
0: Uh, Oh, maybe. Yeah. He can't go out in the daytime. But that doesn't happen. But he's not. He dies. Spoiler. Uh,
1: Spoiler. He goes and talks to De La Guardia, who tells him that he found a manuscript uh, 40 years ago from a 16th century alchemist. It describes a strange device that prolongs the life of the person who uses it, but there are rules to its usage. Inside the device is an insect that is a living filter. De La Guardia confesses that he is dying and Jesus reveals that he accidentally used the device. De La Guardia keeps the box um, that Jesus brought with him thinking that the device is in it but it's just two locks instead. Presumably the locks that they broke off of his antique shop. As Jesus walks out uh, De La Guardia says over the intercom that he can continue playing since he has the toy but he has the instructions and he's open all night again don't understand at home he can't find the device and looks for aurora who is hiding in the attic uh, with her toys he asks if she's afraid of something that something will happen to him and he tells a story of her father being afraid of him dying of lung cancer and destroying his cigarettes so sad um he tells her they will be better together and she shows him that she's hidden the device in her teddy bear he uses the device again on his chest this time and seems to really enjoy it. There's moaning involved. Um, uh
0: yeah, it's just kind of strange. I like didn't I didn't have fun with it. A the moaning yucky. was weird, it's gross. Plus like it's kind of sad because his wife is outside like Mercedes is outside having this sort of like moment of insecurity and crisis because the dress doesn't fit her and he's like
1: "Yeah, oh my god it's weird
0: I didn't like it
1: Um, we see the insect inside the device wiggling around again Uh, the puncture marks on Jesus' chest give off a little goo um, and then in the next second they're totally healed Uh, the three head to a New Year's Eve party that looks pretty fun there's some little uh, men dressed as... It's This cute. Yeah, it looked really fun. The looks fun. Uh, while Jesus and Mercedes dance and kiss, Aurora looks upset. They are
0: not kissing. They are full on playing They're console hockey. Out. They are making out. Yeah. She looks disturbed, and I don't blame her. I would, I would not want to watch my grandparents make out like
1: that. Um, Jesus sees a man with a nosebleed and follows him. After the man leaves the bathroom, Jesus starts to gather the blood pile from the sink, but is interrupted when another man uh, comes out of a stall and cleans up the blood. Uh, Alone, he spots another puddle on the floor and then lies down, smells it, and then licks it up. In the longest scene it's, it's so, so slow. long. i just couldn't why is his, i mean i understand because it's really freaky but huh, huh, it was gross why is his tongue so like muscly and like big it's just weird it's very weird um angel discovers him kicks him in the head and then drags him out to his car he then slams him on the hood and tells him he better tell him where the device is or his uncle won't leave him alone. Angel punches him a couple more times and Jesus says his uncle thinks that this device will help him live longer. Uh, he puts Angel puts Jesus in the car and then pushes it off a cliff. At the bottom of the cliff, Jesus thinks to himself that he is dying and he's alone and then he thinks of Aurora uh, or a mortician, Tito. A little Tito. Oh God, I kind
0: of It's a nasty <laughs> scene,
1: though. It's like pretty they, gross. What is
0: this part of your lip called? Like this little, like hang. You know.
1: Yeah, I know. it mean, is, like attaches your gums to your lips.
0: Yeah, that little like flap of gum. Ugh.
1: Yeah, so he's he's prepping Jesus' body for a viewing, um, and so he's like stitching his lips together. Um, And then he finds out that they're going to cremate him anyway. And then he's pissed that he went through all this trouble. Um, De La Guardia calls Angel up to him and hits him with his canes. Like, he's supposed to be dying, but he hits him hard enough to, like, break his nose. Uh, He then asks if anything pierced Jesus' heart. Angel claims that he didn't kill him and... He, but he's dead anyway, and what does it matter if something pier- pierces his heart? He's dead. At the funeral, Angel holds his nose closed to, like, check if he's really dead. Yeah. Um, and then... He doesn't do anything, so he's like, nah, my job here's done. The mortician puts him in the coffin and tries to start up the incinerator, but it's not working. He goes down to check the gas, fixes the problem, but when he comes up the coffin is open and so is the door. He doesn't seem to notice and starts up the incinerator without yeah. a body inside. Tito
0: is not a professional, okay? Tito is Titoing, teetering, just on the brink of like chaos at every second.
1: He's Titoing. Um
0: I feel like you stand Tito, but this is not. Yeah, how I think it's...
1: he's fine. He's just doing. He's just trying to make a paycheck, you know.
0: Okay, but I just he's feel enjoying like he's himself. Not sterilizing the implements he's using, and I mean, I guess that's fine because the people are dead. But it just doesn't. The people seem are dead. Like a well-run operation. This is why I'll be getting cremated or tossed onto a body farm.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, that's your. I want to be a tree. I've already, I've already said it, but. Every time you uh, say,
0: I want to be a tree, it gives me like a little blast of serotonin. It's so cute. I want
1: to be a tree. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all I really want. Um, and uh, let's see. Angel goes down to see the body and Tito shows him the incinerator that he, none of them know is empty. Um, outside, Jesus Wait, wanders around you with the forgot no his shoes.
0: classic Tito line. Well, medium or well done.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I blocked it out. Tito um, rebels. Jesus wanders around with no shoes, um, and then his face is looking decayed. Uh, he uses the shard of glass that he just stepped on to cut the string tying his jaw shut. This <laughs> is
0: when I was like, "This is off the rails." Like anything that's going to happen after this is going to make my stomach. A it's true. Weird. It
1: does just all the way down. Uh, Jesus calls Mercedes from a payphone, but after hearing his voice, she hangs up. Because I he's dead. would do the same. Yeah. Uh, he walks home, and Aurora lets him in. She hides him in uh, her toy box in the attic.
0: He's really asking a lot of Aurora. Of
1: she is six, maybe. Yeah, around maybe. six.
0: And I mean, she's like not vocal. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like maybe put Aurora and her like care before whatever you have going on, sir.
1: True. Um, he there. Uh, is sunlight streaming through the holes in the roof Um, and they seem to burn his skin so uh, he writes a letter to Mercedes telling her that he is alive but in pain and full of thirst he will leave Aurora with her and he has to resolve some unfinished business he hopes that he will return and that she will agree to see him regardless of how he looks at De La Guardia and Enterprises, Jesus sneaks around, but Aurora has followed him and brought the device with her. They go up to De La Guardia's room and try to find the manuscript. De La Guardia wakes up just as Aurora finds the book. He says he ate the missing pieces of the manuscript. Best meal um, he's ever had. And, yeah, right. And when Jesus says that he is decaying, De La Guardia tells him to peel off his dying skin. And then does it for him. Another very gross scene. Uh, underneath the decaying skin is what looks like marble and moonlight. blood. Uh, De La Guardia says he has been reborn and needs human blood to survive. And then he calls Angel up to him. Jesus says he doesn't care about eternity and just wants out of this situation. De La Guardia will tell him how to get out of it as soon as Jesus gives him the device. He stabs. Uh, Jesus, and they wrestle, but Aurora hits De Laguardia with his own cane, his, like, scary sharp cane. Uh, Jesus says they have to leave, but he can't reser- resist the urge to drink De Laguardia's blood. Ugh. In front of Aurora, who just stares on. It's a big hole uh, in his head, too. Yeah. So, Angel arrives and discovers his dead uncle and is He's overjoyed fucking. that he will finally get everything. And like, um, I
0: just feel like you won't, because, like, something like obviously the circumstances of this death are suspicious like yeah. your size shoe has now crushed his neck like I just think you're counting your chickens Ron Perlman
1: it's true yeah so actually De La Guardia isn't dead but on spoiler like, sorry enough is bet. enough and he steps on his neck Uh. so Jesus hits him hits on hell with the cane and he and Aurora run to the roof I don't know in go his down. nose you gotta go down I
0: think they can Why Why can't they? I don't know. I assumed there was some reason they couldn't get in the elevator.
1: I don't know. Uh, he tells Aurora to go... They run to the opposite side of the roof, and he tells Aurora to head down while he and Angel square off. Um, Angel hits him with the rod several times and then calls for Aurora to come back up because she has the device. Uh, Jesus says um, Angel has more to lose, and for him, it's just pain. He tackles them... Him, and they both go off the roof uh, and through another glass roof. I guess at oh. this
0: point I don't really care because he didn't really know the device. Or why would he really care? Because he, not I don't care. I care. I'm invested. Right. Uh, but, like, <laughs>
1: why you does got, Angel yeah, care? why do you
0: care? Like, you got what you wanted. Like,
1: yeah, if you murder,
0: if you murder someone else, that just means you have more murders
1: that you're, like, legally responsible for. Like, quit while you're ahead, Right. Right, just let them escape. Then you could blame it on them. Yeah, like, they broke in, right? I don't know. Uh, And then Aurora goes down to the bodies and puts the device on Jesus' chest, waking him up. He stands up and slips his hands through the hole in his skin, tearing it away to reveal more moonlight and marble flesh. Aurora is bleeding, and he pulls her towards him slowly. He resists the urge and smashes the device to bits. Um, and then he says his own, he's like, I am Jesus Christ. Uh, at home, in bed, he breathes shallowly while Aurora hugs him. In the morning, Mercedes joins them as he passes. The end. Oh, he dies? I'm pretty sure he's dead, yeah. Because she, he's, she's like cradling his hand and then the hand like slowly falls. I think he dies.
0: Oh, I didn't clock that. He dies. R.I.P. Sorry. He's I'm glad he got to see Mercedes one more time.
1: Glad yeah.
0: I didn't understand that in the moment, or it might have been sad. You know?
1: <laughs> it's pretty sad, and they seem like a very sweet little family Mercedes is so
0: cute. Little tango instructing vibes. I love it. Yeah.
1: Aurora is an adorable little kid. She's very smart. She only says one word the whole movie, though, and that's abuelo. So... It's sad. I don't know. I feel
0: like the moral of the story is don't shave your mustache.
1: Don't shave your mustache. Never shave your mustache. Ladies I, love a mustache. I'm letting mine come in, you know.
0: Yeah, I uh, do you ever get this might just be me, but sometimes my mustache hairs get so long that they wrap around my lip and go into my mouth. And it can be really You have to distracting. <laughs> I'm like, fuck get out of there.
1: Uh no, I do I do a little face. Face trimming. Like, just that to get all the dead skin and little hairs off. Um, oh,
0: do you have, like, a... What do they call those things? Like, a... Yeah. It's, yeah. like,
1: a really not sharp razor blade, but it gets off, like, just, like, a little... Oh, so man, they don't, I don't want one. They don't sometimes, get the chance to wrap around in my mouth.
0: Sometimes, sometimes I watch videos... I forget what it's... It's, like, planing or something on Instagram of people doing that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm... My acne is hormonal, so I'll get it no matter what. But uh, I do think it maybe helps. But you I and think me culturally, both, right? Uh, we're back in the time of the mustache. It's like it was in the '70s, and it's now it's back. Yeah, twenty twenty. We're back in the stash time.
0: I asked my doctor because I also get hormonal acne, and as discussed, significant facial hair. I was like, Do you think I have PCOS? She was like, Maybe. No real way to know.
1: (laughs) I was like. Cool. Great.
0: (laughs) And there is truly like no way to really test for it. Like you can try some like specific meds, but they can be kind of invasive. So the best thing to do is like nutritional changes and stuff.
1: Ugh. I don't. Who wants to talk about nutrition? And I was like, I think I'll just feel like shit. Thanks. (laughs) Love it. Um. But I mean, tell me about NAFTA. I guess oh,
0: you guys, I'm like pretty dumb. But I read to, <laughs> I read like <laughs> this is so bad. I read the abstract and like first chapters of two articles because they were behind the paywall and I couldn't get to them, man. Game so one playing. of them is called "Transnational Political Horror in Kronos, El Espinazo del Diablo and El Laberinto del Fauno," uh, and that is by Dolores Tierney, and then. The other one is called "Translacio Vampiri, Trans-American Vampires and Transnational Capital and Guillermo del Toro's Kronos by Micah K. Donahue. Uh, And the shared sort of hypothesis of these two articles is um, that Kronos is sort of a visual metaphor for um, the NAFTA era exploitation of Mexican Identity. Um, and it's, you know, th- the threat that U.S. Mm-hmm. trade poses uh, to like Mexican identity and like, you know, retention of their national identity. Um, so basically, as I've recently learned, uh, NAFTA is a neoliberal uh, like policy signed officially into law by during the Clinton presidency, but mm-hmm. it's a Reagan era concept where there's like basically uh you know free trade trade is opened up um and tariffs are you know slowly eliminated on trade between Canada the U.S. and Mexico Uh, but what this did to Mexico (laughs) was allow a ton of industry so you can see in Kronos that it's like very industrial like you can see that um de la guardia enterprises is like this sort of like neoliberal industrial hellscape it's super sterile mm-hmm. like you can see that the archangels are not kept on display they're kept hanging in these like weird like biohazard bags uh and you can see that you know you have to like sort of shed your own identity, you have to take your shoes off, you have to become like this other version of yourself to enter this space and be like accepted. Uh, so the yeah, basically, the um, conceit is that, um, yeah, the way that um,
1: was that industry is yeah, industry Subverting sucks. And so industry comes
0: into Mexico, subverts its culture, takes over, creates like competition, uh, and these sort of like trade not trade wars, but they create like industrial comp- competition from like US industries that come in, uh, that threaten the uh, you know, Mexican economy, lead to like food shortages, basically, um, yeah, the way that Like, the NAFTA affected the farming industry in Mexico, like, Mm. led to actual food shortages... Uh, And there has been no real, like, meaningful increase of wages. So basically what it means is that neoliberal American capitalism uh, and this sort of, like, trickle-down economic theory comes into Mexico with the idea that the middle class will be created. But we know (laughs) that the middle class is a myth. So Mm -hmm. there's this idea that, yeah, like, if we reduce tariffs and allow for, like, open trade back and forth, um mexico will flourish because a middle class will be created jobs will be created because of the thrust of industry but what but really, really happened it's is a tool for
1: exploitation it's a
0: tool for exploitation uh and mexicans work for poverty wages and when the united states had its financial crisis in 2008 mexico had a like parallel crisis from which it's basically never recovered and of all Mm -hmm. latin american countries it's one of the most economically devastated because of uh u.s trade and u.s capitalist
1: exploitation um u.s industrialism and imperialism have destroyed many 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 countries uh i mean a lot of which are in latin america which is books have
0: like multiple books have been written on what like you could like live a lifetime and not read every book written on what the fuck has happened in Latin America uh, yeah. and what the CIA specifically has done in Latin American done countries. Too. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, yeah so but you can it's... see
0: that. Uh, oh, sorry. Please go ahead, man.
1: Oh, I was just going to say in the movie, LaGuardia, De LaGuardia Enterprises is the one who smashed, smashes up Jesus's small family run antique shop.
0: That is in
1: the heart of Mexico City as opposed to, like, this industrial sector warehouse where De La Guardia Enterprises takes place.
0: Um, This device that could, like, easily be used by both of them. De La Guardia, like, withholds the information on how uh, Gree can use it and not fucking die. So Jesus, like, is left with like technically the tools to like flourish and succeed, but without like the guidance or actual like meaningful support to do so. So I think it's a little bit of like, you know, community care solves every problem. Like I've said, mutual aid is the way forward. Uh, yeah. So you see um, Jesus like literally transformed by like the ghost of American imperialism and capitalism, like physically, mentally, uh, in his value system, and he like, sort of becomes an exploiter because you see him exploiting Aurora for her resources and what
1: she can provide mm-hmm. uh, but I think like yeah he's redeemed because he's resisting his urges and he says that he doesn't actually want this he doesn't care about eternity he doesn't care about uh, this device and its abilities he just wants out of the situation that he didn't ask for to begin with um, yeah, like and of, he would, like, like just, n-
0: could you just, like, not murder me in front of my granddaughter? Is that possible? Yeah.
1: Uh, and, yeah, so he's turned into this, like, walking, blood-sucking vampire. Uh, so, I mean, isn't America a vampire? Aren't we just sucking the life yes. out of everything we touch?
0: So, Angel was originally written to be, to speak, like, fluent Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because... Because Ron Perlman wasn't able to speak Spanish fluently, the character was adjusted to be basically an expat, um, American, sort of like ungrateful American nephew that doesn't really want to be in Mexico. So Ron Perlman actually can speak Spanish better than how the character speaks it, but he's purposely speaking it poorly and speaking it like only when required because, He's supposed to represent this sort of, like, you know, U.S. imperialism and this colonizer mentality where he comes in, like, fucking destroys the shop, you know, steamrolls mm-hmm. everything. He pretty much kills Jesus for, like, no reason. <laughs> like, there's right, just no because... reason to kill him just because he, like, felt like it. Yeah. So, yeah, he, and, like, even the way they style him with this sort of, like, very, like, early 90s, late 80s, like, slick kind of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like semi shiny Miami Vice vice suit over the turtleneck like he feels like yeah neoliberal capitalism personified so
1: he's obsessed with his plastic surgery
0: the pick the scene of him picking at his feet and then like deeply (sighs) smelling his
1: fingers (gasps) don't talk I can't talk about it it's probably like
0: the scariest thing in this movie of all the things
1: I don't like it. I was like, oh, and then I put my phone like in front of my, I was like, I'm just going to take a little vacation while this scene plays out because, ugh, ugh. I mean,
0: so yeah, it was pretty nasty. There was just like a lot of visceral man foot scenes and I don't really see well, the yeah with the,
1: I don't know. uh, Yeah, I think like the it, one article I skimmed, I barely skimmed, uh, was talking about Guillermo del Toro's... um like his meshing of genres is that he it's horror and it's gothic but it's also like talking about modern day problems like nafta um and like the cultural the loss of cultural significance in mexico and all you know i just think it's interesting because when you when we first come in even the voiceover and the way that the gears and the way things look is very gothic but then we're set in like modern 90s mexico city um like after a major christmas celebration
0: oh i love christmas i'm just thinking of the christmas lights like flashing on um jesus as he like slides down the stairs in his pajamas just like (laughs) after the like weird pain elation of the Kronos device um i was gonna say something
1: do you think it was important before Christmas, before I started talking about Christmas. I was like, I love Christmas!
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I saw it mark- noted in one of the articles that I read that um, in Spain, the cultural currency of horror movies are much more, like, respected. And at hmm. the time when Guillermo del Toro started making movies because they lived through the Spanish Civil War in this era of fascism. So grappling with those, like, painful identities with sort of, like, gothic horror movies was more acceptable. But at the time that Del Toro started making movies, it wasn't really seen as, like, art worthy of funding in Mexico. So as you mentioned before, Mm -hmm. this movie struggled to get, like, budgetary (laughs) support. Uh, And I think, like, basically kind of before this, horror movies in Mexico weren't such a thing. But I think Mexican horror has, like, taken like hold more and there's more you know culture around it now but i think the reason for that in part is probably because mexicans aren't as afraid of death as americans are
1: uh who knows we're all afraid of death right uh i I don't know
0: do you feel afraid of death
1: sure yeah not so much mine as everyone else's kind of yeah a lot of anxiety to think about uh like yeah losing I guess for context
0: I guess for context my cat died this weekend.
1: Yeah I'm
0: feeling a little weird.
1: I mean Bartleby's got another 12 years in him at least. I was pretty hard, sure but... Charles
0: would never die. I was like, you're my miracle baby and he was like, I'm tired.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um no, I mean yeah but-
0: I feel like my own death I'm like yeah, take me away.
1: Yeah, wouldn't everyone be better off? <laughs>
0: but uh, no, no, we didn't say that. We're fine.
1: I what? I'm we're me-
0: we're mentally stable.
1: <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, I think I don't know. It's hard, like U.S. relations with any country, especially like a country that you share a border with. That isn't. It's just like it's destruction in its path it just leaves like nothing but a mess behind that then pretend they we like to pretend it didn't happen and it's not our problem yes good times
0: um yeah so here I'll read some things that happen so uh oh sorry go
1: ahead oh we're just gonna say that uh Canada has like the highest uh Owns the most mining companies of any other nation. It is like seventy eight percent of them.
0: That's insane.
1: It's what crazy. Canada's just
0: up there being like sleeper evil capitalists because everybody's yeah. like they have socialized medicine, so they're great. I'm like, no, they're the U S. Really socialized like medicine.
1: <laughs> a mining conglomerate that's yeah. pretending to be a country. It's, <laughs> it's very like, strange.
0: It's so true. Okay, so uh, since U.S. exports comprise most of Mexico's exports and Mexican in- imports don't comprise a high percentage for the U.S., Mexico feels the economic effects of United States' growing trade with China. Uh, Mexico foreign trade experienced an expansion leading up to and following the passage of NAFTA because of increased manufacturing investments by several big firms. But then because of that and because of subsidized agriculture, there have been a ton of internal job losses. Uh, which has largely affected the rural farming community Mm. where families can no longer support themselves through domestic farming because of subsidized, uh, like you know, factory farming. Uh, And this liberalization of trade has brought in a ton of subsidized corn from the United States, which makes it difficult for rural families to support themselves via farming. Uh, And because these commodities are coming in, there has been an increase in food poverty because of the centralized production of agricultural goods. So basically, small family farms were destroyed by NAFTA um, for, like, in the name of progress because... Like, basically, if your country is successful, it has to follow the model of American capitalism, which means right. putting the working class into, like, poverty wages and, like, near mm-hmm. starvation uh, in the name of, like, a an invented concept of a middle class, which isn't real. So
1: everything's cool. This is also, no, yeah, not even to mention, like, CIA relations to Mexico and other parts of Latin America that destabilized governments. Socialist and communist governments that could have taken hold and brought like peace and wealth to all what of its people, it? but were undermined and uh destroyed by U.S. relations again. So,
0: have you listened cool. to Blowback? No. Um, it's these two, Would it make me sad. <laughs> Yeah, it's awful. Everything is depressing. The more you learn Uh about the world, the more you're like, well, everything has been wrong. Men did Uh everything wrong. Uh, Basically, uh, the second season so there's two seasons of blowback the first one focuses on um the iraq war from like a communist socialist perspective and the second season is all about uh, the cia invasion and obsession with cuba and basically the reason you grow up thinking cuba is bad is because richard nixon just had like a bug up his ass about communism even though he didn't fucking understand what communism was so The whole, like, history of the CIA and our relationship with Cuba and Fidel Castro basically stems from Richard Nixon being, like, irritated that they, like, didn't need American farm subsidies and
1: industry to succeed. It's just, like, unhinged. It's also, like, what happens to, like island nations and countries or like countries with a beautiful landscape is like American tourism destroys it and creates a shaky economy that yeah a false economy that doesn't last
0: that isn't like and then they convince tourists that they're doing a good thing by by visiting supporting the economy of this island and like uh, visiting when really they're just like exploiting resources like yeah like I'm really sad I'll never be able to see Hawaii because it looks really beautiful But Hawaiian indigenous people are like, please stop coming here. Like, you're ruining our home.
1: (laughs) I don't. That's like why travel in general is like a really, because I want to travel. But traveling to a nation that is like, I don't want to like contribute to a false economy. And I don't want to take resources away from the people who live there. But at the same time, it's like some of the people who live there depend on this false economy to pay their bills. It's just a very shitty, shitty thing.
0: It's just because of this, like, exactly, like, this way that there's kind of a sheen over, you know, the actual, like, you know, sustainability and, like, natural resources of a place like Hawaii because nobody owns anything anymore that isn't, like, a U.S. resort corporation. Mm So some people, like, locals do end up relying on the false economy because their land was stolen from them, and then they're supposed to be thankful when, like, U.S. tourists come in and, like, ravage their space and invade their, like, homeland and their indigenous, like, ancestral land because, (laughs) like oh, we're colonizing you more because we colonized you and it's now the only way for you to survive. So you have to be thankful because we're just going to keep re-traumatizing you.
1: Uh, Good times. And then, yeah, when things happen like COVID, where no one can travel anymore or gas prices go up so high that, you know, plane travel becomes nearly impossible. What's going to happen then? You know, hopefully they'll just take their land back and be able to rely on their own resources. But I mean, hope they kill also, us all. I hope they kill us all, honestly. Um but anyway, back to this movie. <laughs> I the, Are you depressed? Because i am depressed? 'Cause I'm depressed. I'm all I'm I'm depressed always. I was deferred. Uh, yeah. I think uh as much as I love Guillermo del Toro. The as treatment, much as of, women movie, treatment to of women and girls leaves. The treatment of women and girls is not great. Um like, Mercedes Aurora is, is should oh, you go, or I was should I talk- go I mean, there's just less to say about Mercedes because okay, she doesn't let's, get
0: let's talk about any Mercedes. screen time. Well, she's definitely a Tango instructor.
1: That's true. She looks great for her age. Could do better than Jesus, for sure.
0: What? Um, I thought Jesus, before he went kind of insane, Yeah, he was, was like, sweet. Yeah. He was like, I'm an he antique dealer. I have a mustache. I take care of our granddaughter. I have a mustache. We have breakfast together every day. I think they had a nice life.
1: I'm just saying because he became obsessed with himself. Uh, but yeah, beforehand, it's that could
0: happen to anyone. And it did stab. It did stab him against his without his consent initially.
1: Right, and then he got addicted. Um, but she, yeah, so she's like aging. She's definitely feeling the weight of her age. Um,
0: I don't know why she looks fabulous.
1: She looks great.
0: I'm gonna um, look so much worse when I'm her age.
1: I'm gonna age so poorly. Oh my god, did I send, who did I send that, there was a TikTok that was like <laughs> this guy, this comedian was like, I know I've said this before but racism ages white people and then it was a picture of Kyle Rittenhouse's mother. Mom you didn't send it looks looks to
0: me but I did see it independently and she does look 500. 20
1: years older than she 30. is.
0: 30! She's several years older than I am.
1: I know 38 year old people who look Nothing context, like that. Who don't look Adam like Adam is thirty four. Yeah, my sister's thirty five. God, yeah, she looks She's only great. Like She's younger than me. Um, your sister. Yeah. People, well, because I'm taller, so people always think I'm the older. Sister. Uh,
0: I don't know. I think people tend to just think Emma and I are a couple because we don't look alike at all. Cute. Uh,
1: Andy and I don't. We don't, not. I mean, we look. I like think sisters. you look
0: alike. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, we have brown hair. I don't
0: know. Yeah, you have brown
1: hair. Brown skin, brown. No,
0: eyes. you guys. I saw like a family photo when I was at your house, and I was like, "Oh, sisters." But Emma and I like look yeah. like distant cousins, if anything. We don't look like at all. <laughs>
1: uh, but I forgot. Yeah, what I was Mer- but about.
0: Mercedes is. Uh, oh. Her character does hinge on like fear of aging and becoming mm-hmm. unattractive which and is, just
1: a little glimpses that we see of her
0: i guess i mean where it becomes more interesting is that jesus has a parallel experience which leads him to um become like obsessed with the chronos device whereas i don't know in a way i think it's like mercedes would like totally never do that so you see like
1: yeah the
0: sort of like you know You see the dichotomy of, like, the two genders or whatever, where, you know, I think it's painting Jesus as, like, weak or, you know, Mm. unable to grapple with his own, like, feelings about getting older, and Mercedes has this sort of, like, vibrant life where she still teaches tango, and she, like, does have these moments of insecurity, but fights through them to still be, like, cool and baller. Mm -hmm. So I see it as a little bit reductive, but also like Jesus is ultimately the one that succumbs to the Kronos device. And you know, then you see like especially at the end, Mercedes is the sort of like spot of brightness and like her red hair and like she's mm-hmm. looks full of life while he's just like a white marble man. So
1: Marble man. Uh but I that, do, it
0: doesn't treat her nicely. It doesn't treat her it nicely. doesn't
1: still doesn't treat her super nice. I also don't appreciate like the portrayal of marriage where he doesn't feel safe enough or secure enough to share what's going on in his his life with his wife with his partner. I don't think um, people for fear do that, that in the she 90s. Would, oh god, it sounds horrible. Um where he would rather trust his 6-year-old granddaughter um, strange, yes, with this. And that's also maybe has like a like something to do with age and his obsession with youth. Yeah. Um, but,
0: well, I think they try to couch it as, like, they have this special bond. This so connection,
1: it's, yeah. it's supposed
0: to feel, like, endearing, but it feels extremely unhinged.
1: Uh, don't do that. to You're traumatizing a six-year-old for no reason. Yeah, she's uh, going
0: to need a lot of therapy.
1: Th- so much therapy. And I do appreciate their relationship is, like, very sweet and close. And he, like, takes the time to do puzzles with her and play hopscotch and... Um, but then, yeah, is willing to, like, let her into these intimate moments that she is nothing, shouldn't have anything to do with. Like, she shouldn't be responsible for her grandfather and whether or not he lives. Like, she shouldn't have to, like, pierce him with a scary device. Yeah, she, like, sort of murdered someone. It was She's got to whack someone on the head. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, and then she also, like, spends a lot of t- screen time. She's on the screen a lot, but she only says one word, and that word is grandfather. So Yeah,
0: and we see that she's interested in things that like a normal six year old child is interested in tea like tea parties. Tea parties and like yada yada yada. Puzzles
1: and but like who, dolls.
0: Who is she really? Like
1: she's got a raincoat. She loves to color. Um she's like colouring under her bed sheets with her green glow stick. Um that was kind of I also cute, appreciate yeah. It is so cute. Uh, the color in this movie is also really interesting because a lot yeah. of it is really dark, but like the green, I think, is significant for seems like purity. Like, the to the New Year's Eve party, both of the like Mercedes and Aurora are both wearing green, Aurora's little signature glow stick is green, um, and we only see uh. Jesus wearing like white and black, and then well, he's like it's marble and like, blue. Like growth,
0: growth, and life, like yeah, versus his grayness and death, Decay. which is literally yeah. his last name translates to gray. Gray, um, yeah, gray. So yeah, I think justice for late the ladies of the movie. For yeah, the and I think I don't know. I feel like Toro has gone on to portray like children more complex more com- in a more complex way like you know pan's labyrinth springs to mind yeah. um where that like child like really does i forget its name that crotch goblin has <laughs> like an array of experiences and mm-hmm. is not just like portrayed you know In the shadow of like her, you know, family members, like she actively fights back to protect her mother, actively fights back against her violent stepfather. And you see this sort of like whole internal world that she creates. And it is like, you know, hazy, whether it's a reality, like real magic exists or this is her escapism to survive this sort of violent civil war that she's living through. But well, we're not talking about Pan's Labyrinth, but you can see, you it's, can see uh, sort of like this, you can see the like beginnings, like the burgeoning interest in like portraying a complex child on screen. But it's mm-hmm. just, you know, it's nascent. It's not really there yet.
1: I think, yeah, a lot of this movie sets a big foundation for his later work. It's, But it's not as whimsical. It's got a little more uh, grit than some of his later work, but. Still yeah, literal Still- literal toe grip. Not fun. I wouldn't say it was like a fun watch, but it was a good.
0: Oh watch. man, I made an, uh, I made a joke and I forgot to tell it. Can I go back and tell it? Tell me. Okay, so when um, Hell and um Jesus are fighting, it's a face off. Get it? Face. Oh. face off because his some of his, fi- his face skin face had been peeled off at that point. I, it would have been better in the moment but in I, the moment I, okay. I appreciate I it. It you making funny. the space for me to tell it. Thank you so much.
1: Um, I think that's all the time we have today folks. I don't know <laughs> what else. I- <laughs> Okay, well, what else suddenly, do you want to say?
0: Suddenly, Rebecca's a news anchor. No, I think we did what we needed to do. I mean, I read two Wikipedia articles about NAFTA and the abstract yeah. of two scholarly papers. So we did more than we usually do.
1: Doing Satan's work. It's true. Hail, uh, Satan. What should we fuck this week? I'm going to say just up top America. America. <laughs> Gross. You are truly disgusting. the worst,
0: America. You do no good things for no one.
1: Yeah, it's true. America, um,
0: bad for the working class, and never forget that all presidents are evil, and they're all your enemy.
1: Yeah. If you're wondering, um, we hate America. And I think everyone should. If you're looking, look around. Use your eyeballs. Yeah. Just like to breathe in the sights and sounds of what been to the doctor lately to our own people
0: was it an easy experience to go to the doctor do you have an outstanding medical bill right now because I have like 10 do
1: you have outstanding student loans um yeah do you
0: hey a bachelor's degree is like the pathway to economic uh, mobility but it'll actually just saddle you with you know thousands of dollars of debt (sighs) lol at socioeconomic mobility and the middle class
1: which are not a thing middle class is a myth um fuck ronald
0: reagan i mean
1: fuck ronald reagan he could have
0: just like not built a bunch of private prisons and put a ton of black teenagers in jail for pot but he he did that
1: he did it anyway um
0: fuck fuck bill clinton fuck both george Bushes. literally the man changes the
1: enemy remains the same is it true? Presidents are stupid. Um, the whole system is broken and we need a new one. In case yeah. anyone was wondering. Uh, so, and yeah. And that system should not be rooted in capitalism and white supremacy and exploitation of the people. So. Uh, yeah, I yeah, don't want to say... Guillermo del Toro <laughs> is
0: doing We're great. having a day. I mean, it's just like when you have to like really lay bare and like face what America has really done to the world. It's not great. The weird thing is how widely available this information is and how boomers still try to tell us that socialism is bad.
1: I'm stupid and I still know that uh, capitalism is the root of our current problems and all problems.
0: Boomers that are on Medicare are like, no socialized medicine. Okay, bitch. You're experiencing socialized medicine right now.
1: Sort of. I don't understand how people don't see, like, there are billionaires. There are billionaires who have made their money not on their own, but through the exploitation of their workers, and yet there are people living unsheltered on the street, and they are the problem. I don't understand that. I don't understand the thinking it's behind It's so that. weird. Um, I also so think weird. people, like, People really don't realize that
0: they're way more close to being unhoused than they are to being billionaires. Like,
1: oh yeah, but that's in like a a fallacy in America. Like it's a it's a lie we've all been sold. Even if you gave uh, them the American statistics, statistics dream doesn't and information,
0: it just wouldn't matter.
1: <sighs> What's going on? Anyway. um I just fuck America this week. Fuck um, America. That's what I'm gonna say. Fuck, fuck each other them. in a nice way. Um,
0: definitely fuck. Um, I guess fuck vampires. Like they seem bad. I don't know. Nah, I don't know. Just don't eat meat. don't hang
1: someone by their ankles and drink their blood. Yeah,
0: I feel That's like just true. end don't it for that. them. My God, that was awful. Uh, yeah, fuck like each it. other in a nice way. I don't think there's anyone in this movie I particularly want to fuck in a nice way. Sorry, Ron Perlman. <laughs>
1: Uh Jesus you know no I can't the great you I mean, know he's, just a, he's a grandfather long in the tooth for me maybe yeah, I would give him like
0: a nice warm hug when he had the mustache of course
1: he was a great actor Federico Lupi. yeah he
0: was really good he, he was, was great good. in this movie the casting was good alright so join us next week for Gremlins we'll be kicking off our holiday season um with that, uh, we have <laughs> a smorgasbord of movies that have Can't snow in them coming up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and if you want to find us, you can find us at Spooky Succubus underscore Cast on Instagram. Um, our last review on on uh, Apple Podcasts is from like January twenty twenty one. So can someone, for the love of Pete, please go and give us a review? We'll I'll do anything. I'll do anything. Drop your Venmo handle. <laughs> I'm not above it.
1: Uh, <laughs> um, all right. But thanks for listening. You've all, you're great as always.
0: Yeah, great to have if you all here. If you made it this
1: far, I don't know. If you happen Text to me. be
0: like an econ major that's an expert on NAFTA, you didn't hear what you just don't heard.
1: Forget forget everything you Forget heard. it all. Um, anyway, okay, thank you. Okay, bye. Bye.